Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. With me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Eric Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, guys. So uh, I'm dead serious. I apologize if you guys have been listening to us through Spotify. The last two episodes, the audio has been specifically on Spotify. Everywhere else, the audio has been fine. So it's it's kind of weird, though. This isn't me bashing Spotify, you know, making a joke about Spotify and, and Barcelona or anything like that. It's just literally don't know what the hell happened there. But uh, if you guys have had issues listening to us through Spotify specifically, um, we do recommend, you know, obviously Spreaker, which is our, 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 our home hosting site, um, Apple, Pandora. And, you know, obviously we're, we're on other podcast platforms. So if you do hear any issues through Spotify, um, you can go ahead just just so y'all know. Uh, we don't know what happened. Me and Spencer are completely confused as to what the hell happened with Spotify. But everywhere else, the the, the audio was fine. So uh, apologies for that. But um, yeah, we're at episode eighty five, man. Yeah, man, eighty five, eighty five, eighty five. Uh, nope, nothing comes to mind. I don't. I don't think it it would. <laughs> right. Oh, I wouldn't imagine it would. And the Astros are now up 4-2 uh, against the Anaheim Angels. It's opening day for the Astros. It's their first home game of the season. Oh, yeah. So it's pretty fun, pretty exciting. We, we we actually had a, at our job, uh, we had, um, what is it, Astro Day? So you could wear your Astros gear. I, I was thinking my about, job did that. Well, I was thinking about wearing my jersey, but remember, mine's a Korea jersey, so I don't know how the people would feel about that. Where people hate Korea? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people were like, "Who's well, Korea?" Uh, people at my job. They're fucking they're the idiots. Yeah, oh, I like them. I mean, no, I like why them. would you? It's just because he, he left. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I would follow the money too. Don't get me wrong. Shoot, yeah, but it's not even him being selfish. It's just him knowing the business and Scott Boris being an asshole. But like, I mean, <laughs> you can you can tell the coworkers that I think that they're fucking stupid. It's okay. Bad, uh, I will tell them that. And I told them that myself about my opinion. That's the dumbest thing to be mad at play. Nah, Korea got you. Korea got the Houston World Series. Yeah, rock your Korea jersey. <laughs> I got you that Korea jersey. Yeah, definitely rock Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? 
I mean, it's either that or Rock Big Fudge. Yeah, pretty much. I have I have Big Fudge. I don't want to rock Big Fudge because it's all white. It's, yeah, it's like it's so <laughs> it's clean. All, literally, all literally, yeah. literally the the pollen from the outside that we have flying around is probably going to turn it green. I wish my job would have done something like that, but uh, I don't know. Not going to say anything else, but but yeah. So um, so we do have quite the show for you guys. We do have headlines. No debate topic this episode because uh. We're going to be spending a big chunk of time previewing the semifinals for the Europa Conference League. Yeah, I know that's still going. Um, the Europa League and the Champions League. So we're going to go ahead and, and recap the quarterfinals for those uh, tournaments and then give you guys a heads up of who's competing in these semifinals. So things are getting really interesting. We're near the end of the season, of the season for not only Champions League, Europa League, Conference League, which that's the first time that's ever happened. But also, the the leagues in Europe, you know, it's been it's dwindling down. It's near the end of the season, so there is a lot to be excited about. So, we'll be doing our our previews for the semifinals of those tournaments. Give you guys our games to recap, announce our players of the week, and give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend. And end it with a three up, three down. And the topic is Disney songs. Yay. So I'm sure Edward, Edward already has a song in mind because of, because, of this, because of this show. Also, we have two singing beds coming up this weekend as well. So, we got a twofer oh, yeah. of singing beds. A twofer? Yeah, twofer. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and uh, take a break and then we'll get going with headlines. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at Fanatics.com. What's Fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we're back. All right, headlines. Edward, you're gonna, we're going to start things off with, with, some, with some good stuff for you. Um, I know whenever you hear that there's a singing bet coming on this weekend, it's not necessarily the most thrilling moment for you, but we'll, we'll at least start things off in a positive note. And that is, well, if you know one thing about Borussia Dortmund, and that is there's always, always, always youth prospects that are coming out of there and making names for themselves quite early. And uh, apparently, literally this one came in right early as we're talking about one Tom Roth he is a left back, but can also play in the left, mid, uh, left midfield for Borussia Dortmund. As you know, Borussia Dortmund loves that versatility there. Um, yep. So, yeah, you know, makes, makes his debut, first starting debut with Borussia Dortmund in a previous game against Wolfsburg, which they, they destroyed Wolfsburg. It was not even comp- remotely competitive. Like, Wolf, like Wolf, Wolfsburg, I don't even know if they tried. But, um, but yeah, Dorman ended up beating them six to one. And the opening goal of this game was scored, none other than that, by Thomas Roth in the 24th minute. Um, I believe it was a header. Um, Eric will touch, touch up on that a little bit, uh, a little bit more into this one. But the reason why it's so significant is because he is now the youngest player to score a first goal in his first match at 17 years and 169 days old. Nice. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, we're, let's talk about your, nice. your, your product, your, another prodigy from Brissy Dorman. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, uh, I think, um, first it used to be, um, Mario Gotze. I think he was the one that scored that used to be the youngest one. Then after that, I want to say, um, Josh Wolf. Then after that, I think it was Jaden Sancho and Jude Bellingham. And I'm now finally, um, what you call it? Um, I think I think I, I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to remember if that's the correct order. Maybe I could be wrong. Um, but I, I mean, you got to think about it. Like back then, those were the those were those um, wonderkins of, of Borussia Dortmund. The ones that everybody was like, "Damn, these are young kids," but they're stepping it up. You know, like Tom um, Tom Roth. You know, like it's just. It's something pretty cool, you know? And then also, I think Julian Brandt also was one of those young bucks who actually scored at Borussia Dortmund that was really young. It's not out of the academy, but, you know, he, he did, he did, uh, he's been doing great jobs too, but I mean, Tom Roth, like he's a left back, left midfield for Borussia Dortmund. So, I mean, shit. I mean, honestly, at 17 years old, I was still in school and I was not playing. I was playing street. And this guy is playing professional soccer. So, yeah. Yep, so great introduction for him. Hopefully, it's not the last we'll hear of, of one Tom Roth. So, oh, I'm sure. I'm remember sure. Remember the I name. Mean, I mean, the thing is, like, he already made a name for himself by doing that. So, I'm pretty sure he's going to be on everybody's mind uh, that want to see him play. Like, they'll probably want to see him score again. If, uh, shoot. You never know. I mean... It's always like it, it, it's a for I, well, I mean you know he's a defender but obviously he plays on the wings whether it's on uh, on the back line or or at, in the midfield he definitely is one of those guys that the possibility of scoring goals is a little bit more frequent than for many many defenders specifically for center backs who are usually usually scored because of set pieces but yeah I mean yeah Dorman we know what Dorman does when it comes to building developing youth. Um, you could definitely put Ajax, Barcelona, and Dortmund up there. I think Dortmund has kind of surpassed Barcelona just probably because, well, the last managers haven't really been using that, that academy as much. But you could definitely say Dortmund's definitely up there when it comes to youth, youth development. Yeah. I mean, you, you, uh, Dortmund's, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's like, it's kind of like a farmer team because it has a mixture, but a lot of the young bucks, like, they tend to, they either tend to draw them out or draw them away, especially Bayern Munich. They're the ones that are like, hey, come here. How's it going? We got money. We got we got this powerhouse squad that you can be a part of. You know, like, it just, ah, uh, so sad. But, you know, I'm still waiting for Dortmund to be finally, like, and I'm not saying, like, Dortmund's not set up as a powerhouse. It's just they need to maintain those players. Like, they just need to keep them. Like, I, I still don't, I'm still not big on Jaden Sancho going over to Manchester United. You know, I, as much as, you know, Manchester United needs a player like him, yeah, I just... Unfortunately, Manchester United isn't using him. Exactly. So, you see, like, I feel like if she should, he would have stayed, it would have been better for him. Oh, that, but, that's, that's very obvious. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> anything, anything just playing would just be significantly better. Yeah, pretty much. If anything, I think uh, Josh uh, Josh Wolf is the one that's taking over his spot. 
No, I'm sorry, not Josh Wolf. I'm tripping. That's the US. Um, Marius Wolf is taking over his spot. Mm. Yeah, so he's like, so it's like Julian Brandt is up top, uh, Halan and Marius Wolf. Those are the three, the three, uh, uh, like the trident for Borussia Dortmund at this time. And I think, um, if anything, uh, Marco Royce plays, you know, to the wing and then they switch between Julian Brandt and they s- kind of switch over back and forth, back and forth. Okay. Well, yeah. So, wait, what happened to the Thorgan? Uh, Thorgan Hazard, uh, I think he plays every now and then too. It's just, uh, I think he may have picked up an injury or I think here just like, you know, uh, Wolf is actually coming, coming out a little bit of a, a little bit of a, of a star. Yeah, he's been do- he's been playing really good. Like, uh, Marius Wolf has been playing really good. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, I just, I just, uh, I think he's actually outshining Thorgan Hazard. But even though Thorgan Hazard is actually a good player, I'm not saying that. Oh, he just sucks ass. No, he's, everybody he's a good knows he's, he's the better. He's the better Hazard brother. Yeah, I mean, well, okay, think about it. I mean, Andy Hazard back in Chelsea, he was doing hella good. It's just, it's really hard whenever you don't take care of yourself, and that's what. Eden Hazard is really bad at doing like eating wise exercise training anything that has to do with it especially if you're in a high caliber team in a powerhouse team where if a young if a young academy prodigy is coming out and then they're gonna they can easily take their spot away especially in the Castilla Castilla. so um, yeah I just sorry went to a whole different conversation no, you're good, man. You're good. But yeah, anyway, congratulations to Tom Roth. And, yeah. uh, and hope hope to see many more from him. But moving yep. on, so if you guys haven't realized, maybe maybe by now, maybe they figured it out. But as far as I know, as far as Edward knows, um, Chelsea is still looking for an owner. Um, that's, that's all. If you guys don't know what happened, Abramovich, Russian, there you go. That's basically the best explanation as to why he's not, why he's uh, signed the club. But why he's being forced to sell the club now? So, so anyways, that means that Chelsea needs an owner, and there's been a lot of team, a lot of people teams. I don't know why I said teams. A lot of billionaire, rich, rich people that are really intrigued by the opportunity to own Chelsea. A lot from the U.S., obviously, some a lot from Europe, and so they're still doing their their whole, you know, look looking at the numbers, making sure who's going to be. Has the the substantial amount of credit that will be able to to own this club, and um, there's one family in particular that, especially here in the U.S., that a lot of people are familiar with, and that's the Ricketts family that has been very much interested in, in going and getting Chelsea. The only issue is is that Chelsea fans don't want want them to be there, and it's mainly specifically because of of um there has been some. Racial issues that have some 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 words were said from the Ricketts family that came off a bit. Uh, uh, I believe it was anti-Muslim, anti-Islamic, and so you know, obviously Chelsea fans were like, "We don't we don't want them here." So, so yeah, but um, but yeah, so the owners of the Cubs and uh, which was a part of a group that was obviously the Ricketts family, U.S. billionaires Ken Griffin and Dan Gilbert. Um, ended up stepping down the fact that they were just unable to decide on a final deal. 
Now it seemed that they were actually like the heavy favorites to get, uh, to get Chelsea. But maybe I'm, I don't know. This is the thing with me. A lot of people are trying to say that you know maybe it's because of the fact that there were so many Chelsea fans that were protesting and made it very clear that they did not want the Ricketts family in any way affiliated with Chelsea. That maybe that was the reason why they they finally bowed out. You also had to, well, from according to sources, that is not true. Um, but you have to find it intriguing because I mean they've been committed to trying to make this trying to make this deal happen. You've been seeing the constant, you know, outrage from uh, Chelsea fans, and and I mean they were still going for it even even despite the the outrage. So you know, you kind of wonder whether or not it was a factor. I mean, what, what do you think? Do you think was it just the fact that they just couldn't decide on a final number, or or was there influence because of the the fact that just nobody wanted them? Uh, I think. Mm, I think it's probably because like nobody really won. Let me put it that way. Like it's just okay. <clears throat> Let's put it this way. Of course, you can get an influx of cash. Let's put it that way. Like by getting an overseas owner, but just judging by various, let's put it this way, professional companies such as you know food stores or even hell, uh, I think I think our tollway is actually owned by China. Like it's actually owned by China. So technically, all the money does go to the state or to you know the, the transportation service or whatever. But I think a portion of that actually goes to pay off the money of for for China or whatever money that China or I'm not exactly sure if Japan it was. So um, I, I don't know if you heard about this. I've, so basically, it's kind of like I'm pretty sure we're pissed that we're being our, our literally our tollway that's here in the U.S. is owned by somewhere over there far overseas. So our money is technically not even going to here locally; is just it's going somewhere else. So I would like to think of it in that way, where if if uh, if anybody bought like Chelsea that was overseas, especially the U.S., they're they're gonna be like, no, like no, I don't want that. So I think I think that had to play a major part in it because you kind of, for all we know, we we don't know this. We don't know this. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass at this point, but they could have done like a like a secret shopper survey. They gone around London and been like, "Hey, so what do you think if somebody in the U.S. buys Chelsea at this point?" And they you know they, they go, "Oh, well, I think that's just a bunch of crack. That's just a bunch of crock. That's bullshit," you know. So. They may have taken a poll like that. And of course, it's been known on social media. It's been known physically. Like, like we've seen it on TV that they don't want, uh, you know, somebody from the U.S. owning Chelsea. So that's probably a reason why they just, you know, they just withdrew from it. They were like, you know what? This, this is, let's avoid, a, let's avoid a, a social media massacre. Like, let's just avoid that right now. You know, I'm pretty sure that's, I think that's the reason. Like they they were smart enough to tr- not drag all that bad juju of the the fandom, especially from London itself. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, like a lot of people, especially with the with American ownership groups, you've there's an affiliation. Which, funny enough, uh, Monday when we recorded this episode, it's actually the anniversary of when they tried to make the Super League. Yeah. Um, 
And obviously that didn't, that didn't pan out very well. It only lasts like two days. Um, but yeah, so, so, and there's a lot of affiliation with American owner because it just happened to be that a lot of teams that were involved, yes, they were the major clubs, but most of them do have American connections to their ownership group. Obviously, Manchester United with the Blazers, uh, which I, are, are they American or they just happen on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Um, but still, American, you know, some sort of American <laughs> connection. Um, you know, Stan Kroenke, that piece of shit with Arsenal. Uh, well, <clears throat> even though you're not over there, <laughs> you're a fan. And you are Stan not Kroenke. happy. I've hated yeah, Stan Kroenke I know, for I know, I know, I know, I know you do. I know you do. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, look, you're here in the U.S. No, you're my not issue is that he doesn't spend. Okay, <laughs> my issue is he doesn't spend. <laughs> Granted, this is probably the most Arsenal spend in a long time, but still, the man just doesn't spend money to go get players. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like uh, Liverpool has uh, LeBron James and uh, the Boston, the the Boston ownership group. Uh, trying to think if there's any more American. Anyways, but yeah, but you know, a lot of these ownership groups have some American ties to it. And so that, there's now that connection of like, oh, you know, Americans are trying to ruin the, the game that's been built for traditions and years and years and all that. But I think more specifically because I I don't know how they felt about the Dodgers and ownership, but especially when uh, with the Ricketts family, like I said, because of the fact that they have said some anti uh, Islam, some anti Islamic uh, words, you know, like you know, you, you know, people just find find stuff on you, man. You gotta be careful with what you say, even if it's like years ago. I don't know exactly what happened with the Ricketts. Maybe I should probably done some more research, but I know that there's. They've said they said something very anti-Islamic, and so obviously they're like, "Oh, we don't want these racist bastards over here." So that, I think that's mainly the specific reason why the Ricketts family. But it probably doesn't help that they're American. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the thing is, it's not like they hate America. It's just. I think they've seen what has happened to clubs when they're owned by American owners, especially like you said, American owners who are like, you know, they're just, they're, they don't have like a, a very good track record when it comes to overseas kind of deal. Like, like, I mean, being of like, for example, being a fan of Barcelona, I'm happy that Xavi took over and everything. To me, if the president was like, okay, he's like a legit fan and he would do everything and anything for the team itself, like, you know, basically build up back La Masia and get players from there, you know, he, he spend here and there, you know, not, not like, you know, like, like this crazy ass crap with like Coleman and, you know, just, just not like that, but just being able to, to know that, hey, Barcelona is in good hands with this owner, you know, I would be okay. I know you would want that too for Real Madrid. Like, you know, you would want somebody to have that passion for uh, Madrid to to be taking over the reins. Am I wrong? Like, if you, for some reason, if, if, if you got that influx of cash where you could literally just be like, I want to own Madrid, I want to own Real Madrid, I think Everybody would be okay with I'd you. I'd take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I would exactly. take that in like, a heartbeat. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you're a Real Madrid fan. Of course, you would have to do some PR, some, you know, take care of, like, all that bad juju because 
for sure Madrid, Madrid fans wouldn't be a, a happy that a American uh, would be you know taking over that. Para ganar. <laughs> oh, chick. Uh, there we go. But you know, but then the thing is, like, after you do all that damage control, and they they see what you're doing with it and everything because you know the game, you're mentally prepared, and you are a fan. I think you'd be okay, and I think that's something that Chelsea fans are looking. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely for sure. But now that now that the Rick is fan, which seem to have been the heavy favorites to to get Chelsea. Since they bowed out, this still leaves Steve Pagliuca, who is a part owner of Atalanta. So he has said that he is prepared to let go of his ownership to of Atalanta to fully focus on Chelsea. Um, there's also still Sir Martin Broaden, um, which he was a former extra, uh, former chairman for Liverpool, and Todd Bowley. Probably have looked him up, but uh, I believe he's an American. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I need, I need to start doing better with these researches. Taboli. He is... Oh, man, this is not helping me. Yeah, he's American. He's from Connecticut. Okay. <laughs> um, is, he, is he part owner of the, of the Dodgers? Is that what it is? Let's see. Uh, I don't know. He's got a lot of philanthropy. That's all I need to know. Okay. Oh yeah. So you still have an American. I, I don't know what exactly Steve Pagliuca is. Um, and then obviously Sir Mark Broden, you know, has a, has his, has his ties to the game. So you still have three guys that are still in the race for the Chelsea. And I'm sure that they have a group, you know, ownership group that's going to help them cover like all the research because, you know, these European clubs are not cheap. Uh, to 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 own, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Chelsea. But at least now, Chelsea fans can at least have a little bit of a sigh of relief, knowing that the Ricketts will not be owning uh, Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. So at least Chelsea fans can sleep soundly tonight. Yep. So no more no Ricketts, and so they they don't have to worry about that. But sticking with Chelsea, and actually, funny enough, we did mention him in last episode. Um, Chelsea legend Drogba is eligible for the presidency of the Iver- Ivorian Ivory Coast Football Federation. Ivorian? Ivorian? I thought it was that. Oh, my God. Okay. Well. I don't know how to pronounce it, but so the the presidency of the of the national team of Ivory of the Ivory Coast is is going to be available this month. So he and they have given Drogba the green light to go ahead and pursue uh, to make a to make his his case for the presidency of the federation. Um, there's there's you know there's five others that are also competing, but obviously when you hear Drogba. You know, everybody's going to get excited because this is this is a Chelsea legend. This is a, you know, obviously a, a, a national team legend for the Ivory Coast. You know, he, you know, he's 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 an amazing player. We've seen him do all he's done from his time at Chelsea to his time at Galatasaray to his time with Montreal Impact and then playing with Phoenix Rising. So, 
people love Drogba. Obviously, Drogba was also part of that about that uh, part of that team with the Ivory Coast that they play in the World Cup. So, you know, it's 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 one of those things that you know obviously seems pretty likely that he could be taking that presidentship. Um, but what's the reason behind what what really made Drogba not want? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things Drogba would want to be part of. Obviously, Ivory Coast has kind of gone down since since Drogba left. Um, haven't very competed very well. They do have a lot of great players that, that are from the Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast was a team that I would have liked to have seen the World Cup. I, I don't think that they're necessarily there yet. But, you know, there's another country in the, in the African nation that kind of had a similar fell off after their star player left, but then he ended up becoming president of that of the national team. And well, they're back in the World Cup. And if you guys don't know which club that what, what country that is, it's Cameroon. Which, if you guys don't know, the president is Barcelona legend Samuel Eto'o. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Like, I mean, I. Mm, I would honestly say Drogba would be would be a good uh, I think like uh, except to be the uh, I see even I'm gonna have trouble saying it Ivorian 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 I was like I don't know uh, you know um, president uh, presidency so I, I feel like it, it would be in good hands with Drogba but I mean so uh, I think it would be good because I mean, who do you know by any chance who the current president is? No, but I mean, obviously, he probably doesn't think he has a shot at, com- at coming back because I mean, Ivory Coast has has fallen off since since Drogba left, uh, since Drogba retired. But and I mean, they they have a lot of great talent. I know that the big thing would be obviously the co- the coaches they're not re-signing the coaches they have right now for the the Ivory Coast national team um so i'm sure that whoever Drogba has in mind is going to be a big that's going to be like the first big job the best big task for the new president would be um and i feel like more and more we're seeing like especially with the african uh the african national teams we're seeing more like they want them wanting Someone from that country to to manage them, and you know they're kind of moving on from that period of let's get these these top these top guys and maybe not top guys, but these guys that have like European game experience, and maybe it's like no, we got to go back to what what makes the African team so good, and that's playing that African style. Uh, you've seen it with Senegal. Senegal has you know a form a former. Senegalian player that's now now the coach and he's doing a great job with Senegal. Clearly, they won the African Cup of Nations. Um, you know, I know Egypt has gone with different managers, but now if, I don't I don't know if that if that manager is Egyptian as well. But there's starting to be a more trend of them wanting to keep it keep it within the culture with, within the country of who they're going to hire as a manager. Um, so maybe you know, well, obviously we don't know once they hire the coach. It's a, you know that depends on the new president. But like I said, the main reason why uh, Drogba is pursuing the presidency is mainly because he he saw what Eto did with the with Cameroon, and he feels that he is very much capable of putting uh, the Ivory Coast back on track. And so, for me, I were to ask you this: Do you think Drogba can have similar success with the Ivory Coast that Samuel Eto had? Uh 
I think, like I told you, I think, I think he's, I think he would be in good hands. I really do. I mean, it's just, um, he's, like you said, he's a legend. And I mean, it, it looks to be, looks to be going good for it though. So of course, I actually do think, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Um, I think with the, with the Drogba, I think the, uh, I'm about to say it, or if I say it wrong, I'm so just sorry. Just say the Ivory Coast. Just say the Ivory Coast. The Ivory, the Ivory Coast. I feel like the Ivory Coast um, Football Federation would be would be lucky to have them, and I think that they will actually succeed. You know, actually get. They may actually, you know, qualify to the World Cup. They may actually, you know, pull it off where they actually win the African Cup of Nations. So I mean, they, they, they hey. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, you know, knowing that you have that person on the reins, I mean, no, it's true. It's true, honestly. And I think like now you're seeing more, um, more countries taking more advantage of, of players, especially with, with Africa, you know, you're seeing more players that are, are dual nationals, though they have like ties to France or, or England or any of those European countries, but they have, they still have, you know, African ties. Um, a lot of players have actually taken the African team over. Um, you know, we saw, uh, we saw that, uh, shoot, Ivory Coast, Sebastian Haller, he's French, but he chose to play for the Ivory Coast. Um, I think there's other factors that come into it. And I don't want to throw that in there because that's just going to be disrespectful, but we're starting to see more and more players choosing to play for Africa, for an African nation over, you know, playing for, for a European country. So I think that, you know, maybe draw, and I think Drogba will probably be big enough of it, enough to entice certain guys that have those, those connections to the Ivory Coast to just be like, Hey, I'm going to go play for the Ivory Coast. Um, which I think would be really cool. Cause then, you know, we'll see a little, you know, maybe we do see someone from Africa make, have more success in, in the World Cup. So that, that'd be cool for me, especially cause I, I love the way the African nations play. Like it's a, they have a definitely a different flair, a different style to how they play. And so maybe, maybe, maybe that's the same reason that happened with Cameroon. The fact that Samuel Eto, a, a legend, not only in the country, but in Europe, um, isn't, is probably enticing enough to help make these guys turn, turn these, uh, national teams around. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think so. I honestly do. Uh, like I, t- I mean, I already said it. Like, I, I really think that, uh, they'll, they'll be able to pull it off. Uh, they would be lucky to have Drogba as their president. Yeah, I think so too. But all right, so no debate topic this week, but we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with our previews for the Europa Conference League, Europa League and Champions League semifinals. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And we we are Intername FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on UnhingedSN.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you there. And we're back. All right. The Europa Conference League semifinals. But before we can talk about the semifinals, we got to talk about the quarterfinals because we never talked about the quarterfinals or anything else. So... We're finally talking about the Europa Conference League. We kind of did say we we're going to maybe talk about it once it gets to like the semifinals or the final. So here we are. We're finally doing it. So, okay. 
So the quarterfinal recap, just so you guys know how these, these matches turned out. Lancaster City beat PSV 2-1. To, to me? Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was saying, I was like, I was thinking of PSV. Well, Lancaster City had other plans in mind. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, so Lancaster City beat PSV 2-1. to one. Feyenoord beat Slavia Praha 6-4. to four. That's not too bad from Slavia Praha. I mean, yeah, they, they, they considering, considering, yeah, considering it's Feyenoord. Yep. Roma beat Bodo Glimp 5-2. to two. <laughs> You got nothing to say. There you go. Nah, pretty much. And Olympic Marcel beat PAOK 3-1. to one. Hmm. So the semifinal matchups for uh, for the Europa Conference League will be held April twenty eighth and May fifth. Cinco de Mayo will be the the, the second leg for the Cinco de Junco. Yeah, that that too. Um, the holiday that white people choose to celebrate for Mexicans. Um, Pretty much. So the, the first the first matchup is Leicester City versus Roma. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Uh, I I honestly think it'll the most hilarious thing ever will be if Jose Mourinho wins the the first Europa Conference League title. Jose Mourinho, he's the manager of Roma. No, yeah, you forgot about that. Mm, no, it's because you said Jose Mourinho, and I was like, I oh. said Jose, Jose Mourinho. I said, I said Jose Mourinho. Mourinho, okay. That's why I was like, huh? I was like, ah, I was lost. I'm sorry. But I know, no, I know. That's why I was Are like, you okay? I'm telling you, bro. No, but like, I, I honestly heard Jose Muno and I was like, no, as a troll of Jose Mourinho, I think I would be, I would be wrong if I, if I made sure I made, I pronounced his name right. All right. All right. You got it. You got it. But yeah, I mean, That'd be pretty cool, like you know, for him to do that. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, he's already won the Europa League. He's he, we don't have to count how many times he's won the Champions League. <laughs> I think it's only been twice. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, with Chelsea and FC Porto, so he's only won it twice. Yeah. But I mean, you know, he he talks about like as if he's done it multiple occasions. Um, for him to be the first manager to, to win the Europa Conference League, I think would just be hilarious. Then he'll, then he'll have like... Because you know what he's going to do? He's going to talk about how significant it is. But if he were to lose yes. it, he's going to talk about how no one cares about this trophy. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is like, okay, let's put it this way. The way that he speaks about things, it's like, the uh, for example, a limited edition of something. Like a limited edition uh, shoes, like Ronaldinho shoes, for example. Everybody knows that the most valuable one it's always going to be the first one and the last one. So this, for this, he's going to be like, this is the very first time this cup was played and I won it. And this is why it's the very best because it's the first year that this team was ever out here until for some reason they decided to be like, you know what? We're going to go ahead and this is going to be the last year of this cup. If he wins that one, then at that point or maybe later on in life, you know, that person, whoever wins that cup will be like, well, I won this cup and it's the last one. And it's going to be that nobody else is going to ever, 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 ever have this again. You know, so it's, I think that's how Mourinho sees it. Like basically the second time, third time. Okay. He was it this year. He was it next year. He'll be like, Oh, it's a two peat. I got this. 
nobody can stand up to me. Third time comes, oh, I already won it twice. You know, it's already it's already done. You know, I was tired of joining it anyway. It's like that's gonna be his deal. That's gonna be his excuse. I I am the best in the Europa Conference. Exactly. <laughs> I am the best. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, so. Like I say, versus Roma will be, is the first matchup. And the second matchup is Feyenoord taking on Martial. The one thing I'll say about, the, the one nice thing I'll say about the Europa Conference League, because, you know, I've, I've said a lot of things, a lot of mean things about the Europa Conference League. Um, it's interesting to see the, the teams that are in, that are here. I mean, I, I think I say the same thing for Europa League, but I think it's just because these are, well, Feyenoord is actually a pretty, a pretty good club. Marcial, I mean, you know, we, we say a lot, of, we say a lot of good things about Marcial. Um, Roma, I mean, we, we, we don't really get to talk about Roma that much. And Lancashire City hasn't, we haven't gotten to talk about them since that time that they were really adorable and won the, and won the Premier League. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it's interesting. I like, I like seeing this. Um, it's just because the, we just know that, these are teams that, well, we'll probably end up seeing Roma back in the Champions League at some point. Um, Martial, maybe. I don't know how they're doing this season right now, and they going. But anyways, so those are the matchups, and obviously, we'll, we'll when it get, when it comes to the final, we will do a preview for the final for that one. So that is the yeah. Europa Conference League, and now the Europa League. All right, so here's a recap for the quarterfinals. RB Leipzig beat Atalanta three to one. That was uh, well. I mean, it was pretty on the even out, so I couldn't really choose. West Ham United beat Leon four to one. That was surprising to me. Yeah, man, West Ham has a chip on the shoulder right now. Pretty much. Frankfurt beat Barcelona four to three. That was really freaking. I really wanted to throw my controller. To the TV, well, not my controller, but like we were watching it on, uh, I think it was Paramount, but on the, they put a work, they put a TV on a, at our job at the back counter and they put it on. I really wanted to chunk my, the remote at the TV and just be like, you know what? Screw this noise. I'm out. I was like, chunk deuce. I was, I was, I was like, man, you guys, ah, I was so mad. Yeah. It's, uh, it was shocking. Uh, nonetheless, it was shout out to Frankfurt. That's all I gotta say at this point. Yes. They played. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they, they came to play. Um, and apparently it really got into Barcelona's head because then they ended up losing the Cadiz. So, yeah. And the, the last game, Rangers beat Braga three to two. Uh, oh, yeah. And so, here is the matches for the semifinals. RB Leipzig taking on Rangers. Mm. Okay. We're <laughs> I mean, no, it's because it's Leipzig. I mean, I think it's going to be Leipzig on that yeah. one. We'll see. And West Ham United taking on Frankfurt. That one's a little bit of a toughy one. I can't, can't say. It's going to be crazy. This could be the year of, of Germany. Yeah, pretty much. At least for the Europa League. Right? Oh, uh, man. 
Um, but yeah, so these the semifinals will be played same as the Europa Conference League, April twenty eighth and May fifth. So that is the matchups for. I, I will say though, I do like like I like seeing that the Rangers made it this far. Um, I like RB Leipzig is is in there. West Ham, a team that we don't ever really see that much is in there. Frankfurt is a pretty good, a decent team, but it'll be. I I think. I would like to see either Rangers or West Ham win win the Europa League. Um, I mean, RB Leipzig, I, I think, would be pretty cool. Honestly, any of these teams, I wouldn't be against having them win it, but just somewhat, something obscure and different. Actually, you know what? The obscure and different would be, the Rain, would be Rangers. That would definitely yeah, be the obscure and different would be Rangers. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to be pulling for Rangers here. All right, all right. So, yeah, remember, April 28th, May 5th, that's going to be the semifinals for the Europa League. And now, the Champions League, Edward. Mm. The recap for the quarterfinals. Villarreal beat Bayern Munich 2-1. to It was the most shocking. I was like, what in the heck is going on? Yeah, uh, Bayern Munich underestimated Villarreal. That's 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 literally, that's literally the explanation. They underestimated them. That's their own fault. But but yeah, so Villarreal beat Bayern Munich two to one. Real Madrid beat Chelsea five to four. Um, Chelsea they they overcame yep. they overcame Chelsea. They finally beat Chelsea. Yep. You, you, you mean Benzema, 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 Benzema beat Chelsea. Well, yeah, that, that definitely is for sure. <laughs> no, I thought you wanted to say something here, but all right. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, Real Madrid beat Chelsea 5-4, to four, even though it, it looked it looked like Real Madrid was prepared to give Chelsea the, 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 the move, the, the, the knockout because Jesus Christ, the way they play in that second leg was Look, I'm, I'm going to sit here and tell you, this is not the best Real Madrid team. <laughs> is, it, is it still a good team? Yeah, but they're not, it's not the best Real Madrid team, okay? So, um, the fact that they've gone this far is, is very impressive to me. I didn't, I didn't really, honestly, I didn't even think they were going to beat PSG, but you know what? Here they are. And it isn't, it's not because of like, I have no faith in this team. This team is just not, it's, this is not the best Real Madrid. Like this isn't this. This is a very old Real Madrid. Um, it, like literally, they're just riding on Vinicius and 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 Benzema right now. Yeah. <laughs> if those two don't contribute anything, it, it's not going to be a very fun game. Um, but yeah, so Real Madrid beat Chelsea five to four. Liverpool beat Benfica six to four. Oh yeah. That's the one where I have a problem with. Like, literally, Benefica scored, I think it was like four goals, three goals in that last game. And they counted them offsides. Mind you, I think, I think maybe one was offside. The other two were really, really close. If anything, I thought those were, those were still onside. But I will say, I hate when they're like trying to explain how it's offside. And it's like the line is almost like, is literally on top of the offside line. No, the other one, yeah. This is like, 
I, I don't know how you're calling this. <laughs> yeah, and VAR, man. Yeah, VAR. Oh yeah. So with the help of VAR, Liverpool beat Benfica six to four. Um, and the last game, Manchester City beat Atletico Madrid one to nothing. Um, and then and they're in a fight. <laughs> well, not a fight. It was like a scuffle. Yeah. It was funny seeing. Uh, was it Savic? Was it Savic oh, that I, pulled I, the <laughs> Jack Grealish's hair? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Savic. <laughs> Like he was just talking. Doug Lewis just came up. He's like, "Hey, why do you got to do that?" And he just goes and grabs the back of the hair. And it's quick. I was like, "Really, bro? Like, come on, dog. Like, why you got to do that? Why you got to do that, man? Say like that, man." Yeah, they, he just come. they rode the bus. I, I will say that they parked the bus, uh, Manchester City, which was is one of those things that I never thought I'd ever see Pep do. Um, I mean, he knows Diego Simeone. He's but so I mean, why not? No, I agree. I agree. But it's just you know. Just didn't think he would take a page out of the Jose Mourinho manual. But, um, Probably because Jose Mourinho actually did have some success against... Did you say Jose Mourinho? Yeah. Why'd you say Jose? Jose Mourinho. There you go. Oh, Someone one corrected me. Did you say Jose? No, I said, did you say Mourinho? No, I said, you said, you said, you said Jose Mourinho. Like, no, oh, I said Jose. No, well, her, but yeah, like, uh, I mean, in order to stop Atletico Madrid, it probably has to be like that. Yep. Anyways, mm-hmm. but yeah, so yeah, Manchester City beat Atletico Madrid to move on, and this is the semifinal matchups: Manchester City taking on Real Madrid, April twenty sixth and May fourth. I'm very conflicted here, Edward. Why? Manchester City was my favorite when we did our preview for the Champions League. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, okay. Let me let me ask you this. Let me okay. Let me ask you this. Man City is Spencer's team. Real Madrid is your team. Would this, in any chance, be considered a singing bet? No, because it's, it's just a season. Okay. I was just say, you know, I was just trying to sneak one in there. I, mean, I thought this was a question about why I'm conflicted here, but sheesh. <laughs> nah. You, I, I, you, you know, if if we did a singing bet here, that means that'll that'll give me or Spencer more points away from you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Would you ask that question? It doesn't benefit you in any way. I know, but it's, maybe I was sneak some off by you. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm kind of rooting for Man City at this one, so that's because you're a Real Madrid hater. No, because uh, Man City, I think is like you said yourself. Like this isn't the best Real Madrid team right now. Honestly, Modric and Benzema and Vinicius are the ones that have been pulling them out. But Man City, it's like they they they're all around. If anything, I, I'm surprised. Like, so fun, still kept playing after that hit. I was like, man. So yeah. Uh, look, as much as I want to sit here and tell y'all, in some way, Real Madrid is going to find a way to win, and it's probably going to be through Benzema and Vinicius Junior. 
But this, this this team, this Manchester City team, I got like I've, like I said, I was really high on them, and Chelsea looked at me like I was crazy too when I picked when I picked them from the beginning. But like, and it's crazy because I was saying that if they can somehow get Harry Kane in this team, now I'm gonna instantly make them the favorites. But that didn't happen. Uh, but even without, they don't even at this point I feel like they don't even need a striker. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who's their striker. Um, this team is complete. I mean, complete all the way through. This is, um, you know, yeah, they probably are not going to win the quadruple. Uh, but, you know, all things aside, man, this is the one thing that, that is left for Pep Guardiola to accomplish. I mean, he's, he's a, he's, he solidified a statue in Manchester City. That's a guarantee. Like, even without winning Champions League, but it will be solidified if he brings, like, like everyone was talking about, like the first or the last. This will be the first Champions League title for Manchester City. He has the team. I mean, I'd be more comfortable with Manchester City if they had Ruben Diaz in center back. Um, I don't know if he's still injured or not or what's going on there. But if Honestly, the only thing that can screw this up for Manchester City is Manchester City. It's uh-huh. literally this team. And that's not saying that Real Madrid is not that good. I mean, Real Madrid can maybe, you know, shit their way out of it. But Manchester City is clearly the better team in this game, in this matchup. It, it, you know, Real Madrid is the David in this scenario. They are not the Goliath. Um, once again, this team is a little bit old. This isn't the best Real Madrid team. And I say that as a Real Madrid fan. Will I be happy if they win? Of course. Well, I feel like an idiot because I picked Manchester City for the bidding. Definitely. But, yeah, this is where I'm conflicted because obviously I want the curse to be over with. But, I'm a Matriz at the same time. But, it's going to be, this game's going to, I think, I think we all know what the final's going to be. So, but once again, Manchester City versus Real Madrid, April 26th and May 4th. <coughs> Samla. Ah. All right. I, really hey, need um, I, I was trying to hold the cough. <laughs> hey, um, do you mind if I cut in real quick? Yeah. So, <clears throat> I just found out some news because I was scrolling through soccer stuff and uh, it's pretty, really, really sad news. So apparently Cristiano Ronaldo's baby boy passed away. Oh yes, yes, that 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 happened earlier. Actually, happened this morning. Yeah. So I just I just looked it up right now. I was like, oh man, uh, feel really sad. So yeah. No, so. Um, yeah. Um, obviously, thoughts and you know thoughts to you know prayers to Ronaldo and Georgina. Um, yeah. It's never easy losing a child. Um. Yeah. So. <clears throat> but. But yeah. So. Yep. All right. Well, try to awkwardly come back into this. Um. Sure. And the the other ma- the other semifinal matchup is Liverpool versus Villarreal, which will be April twenty seventh, May third. Do you see a way where Villarreal can have a third upset here? Uh, it's possible. I mean, honestly, we were not expecting 
Villarreal to come out of it on top against Bayern Munich. This, this so, is crazy. Thing. The champion of the Europa League from last year is one game away from making it to the Champions League final. Pretty much, dude. I mean, maybe they have a secret. Like, maybe they, they, they play a certain way with every team that they played with. Like, each, each team is a different strategy. So, I don't know what their strategy is for Liverpool. Truthfully, because you really have a really fast uh, Trent uh, for, you know, uh, for Trent Alexander-Arnold. Like, you know, he's a fast, fast wing back. Like, I think he's, he's actually, he has speed and he has power. He has, he has chops, he got skills. So for him, for let's say if you want to try to do a counterattack with him, I think he's one of the few that can actually catch back right back up. So it's, it's going to be hard, to be honest with you, uh, for Villarreal to even just try to use the counterattack and use the wings and stuff. So, um, and uh, mind you, um, think about it. They, uh, they beat Bayern Munich, which they already have, you know, Alfonso Davies. So, I mean, Davies, we were all like, man, he's fast, he's strong, he's this. And Somehow, you know, they still managed to overcome that. So they may have some ace up their sleeve. So we don't know. Like you said, I'm conflicted as well. Like, I don't know. Maybe there might be. We could both say Liverpool is going to win and something might happen. VAR will happen, Edward. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. VAR. Uh, and, uh, like, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm saying that as a joke, but here's the thing, though. We're talking about Jurgen Klopp and we're talking about Unai Emery. Yeah. So, granted, props to Unai Emery. I think, I think he did get hoed when he, the way they treated him at Arsenal. Um, but he also wasn't really doing a good job at Arsenal either. But, you know, obviously went to Villarreal and has turned that team to what they, you know, to what they are now. And, And even, you know, obviously he had the success that he had with Sevilla. Which is one of the reasons why he did get the PSG job, and then you know, obviously Arsenal gave him gave him an opportunity to be in the Premier League. But if the question would be: Does Klopp have enough of Unai Emery from his time at Arsenal to have a, a really distinct game plan? I don't know because I think his maybe it's changed because you know Villarreal clearly has they look better than you know Unai Emery's Arsenal. But it, I I just don't know if if another up if if, if Villarreal has another upset in them. I mean. Yeah, they beat Bayern Munich, they beat Juventus. And it, and it, it's, it's a daunting task with Liverpool. And, and I think the only reason why I say this is because you know UEFA wants this to be a Manchester City-Liverpool final. Yeah, an EPL. Basically, kind of like how they did it uh, back in the day. It was like, uh, what was it? Uh, Tottenham versus Chelsea, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Champions League final? I think it was maybe what... Well, not even like an all-Premier League final. I mean, you're talking about literally the two best... Like, you can make a valid argument right now. The two best teams in Europe right now is Liverpool and Manchester City. Like, these are the two top teams right now in Europe. Not just in in England, but like overall in Europe, the two best teams in my head, I, I would say, is Liverpool and Manchester City right now. You could definitely throw Bayern Munich in there, but you're talking about like like how they look, you're talking about them competing. You know, they're competing for cups. They're competing for right now for the Premier League title. They had that. They had their semifinal match in the FA Cup, which Liverpool ended up jumping over them. 
it or was it was it Liverpool? Was that Chelsea? I think it was Chelsea, bro. Or was it was it Liverpool? There was the Liverpool Man City. Easy. Liverpool, te- there's a Liverpool, Texas. <laughs> uh, matches. Yep, yep. They they beat uh they beat Liverpool beat Manchester City in the FA Cup final. Oh okay. Oh, that's right. They did. So, so like I said, like these two have been going out of there. So much drama, so much anticipation with it. Like, why wouldn't you have this be the final? And you have a prime opportunity to make this the final. Uh, well, I mean, not make it, but it, like it's a good possibility that this this does become the final. Though we'll see what happens. You know, it's weird. It's a, it's a La Liga and La Liga versus EPL game right now, series right here. But um, I think that has to be a factor. That has to be a factor. I think Liverpool, Liverpool is still is like I said, is one of the best teams right now in the world. Um, you can say the same for Manchester City. It it seems very likely that we'll have Manchester City versus Liverpool for the Champions League final. I mean, we'll we'll just I'll be honest. Like we'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, I am. I think it is going to be Man City versus Liverpool. Yeah, I think so too. So Liverpool versus Villarreal, April twenty seventh and May third. So those are the semifinals for the Champions League. All right, our game recaps. What is your game to recap? All right, so my game to recap is actually, believe it or not, I'm going to, we just talked about EPO. So here I go again with EPO. Um, Newcastle versus Leicester City. Now, the reason why I'm highlighting this (laughs) is because they beat Leicester City 2-1 to and my really best friend, my bro, Hector, is doing a raffle. It has to do with Newcastle. So, I'm, I'm doing a raffle. Or not a raffle, but a giveaway. Giveaway. Um, but it has to do with, uh, with Newcastle. Uh, it has to do with Newcastle? Or, or <laughs> well, it, you're basically waiting for them. I, I think, what was, what was, what was the, what was the terms of this of the Newcastle bet or Newcastle bet? Not bet, but Newcastle. Uh, Look, I was I, anyway. I from the beginning of the season thought that Newcastle was going to get relegated. <laughs> I was very confident, even with the the new ownership group coming in, especially with who they hired at coach, that there was no way this team was going to get promoted. Was going to be promoted there. I thought they were going to get relegated. There was no way they could stay in the Premier League, uh, even with the players they brought in. I didn't think it was significant enough to keep them in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And so I put I put put my balls on the table, and basically uh, he's waiting for the hammer to come down on the balls. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's not where I was going with. But I put my balls on the table, and I said that if Newcastle does not get relegated, I would do a jersey giveaway on Instagram and Twitter. So it's two separate jersey giveaways. If Newcastle does not get relegated, and it looked pretty good for a while, it looked it looked very strong, and I was very determined, you know. And then 
They started winning some games. They went on a little bit of a streak. Um, I don't think that there's, they're not mathematically out yet, but it, 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 it looks very likely that they will stay in the Premier League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so Leicester had 69% of the position and Newcastle outshot Leicester, uh, 16 to eight. So basically double what Leicester shot. But seven shots were on goal for Newcastle, two were for Leicester. And then Bruno Grimaraes scores two goals in the 30th minute and the 95th minute. So, you know, he's the one that brought it up. And, uh, yeah, so um, there's, uh, there's a couple of things I've heard around the transfer rumors uh, in Newcastle, but, you know, I will skip over those unless you want to hear them or no. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> so the transfer, <laughs> the heck is like, uh, the transfer rumor is that the player that I said Barcelona should probably get, Darwin Nunez, um, is actually being lured over by Newcastle. I think it's like they're trying to offer 50 million, but Newcastle, or I'm sorry, Benefica won't take. Uh, any lower than seventy million, so we'll see where that goes. But that's just the that's the rumors out there right now. Um, but yeah, but Hector, what is your game to recap? So my game to recap is um, Puebla beating Leon one to nothing. Oh, okay. So a little wow, league, really little league guy here. So Puebla had sixty one percent of the possession. Puebla also outshot Leon. 23 to 14, 7 to nothing on target. Um, and the real, the, the, the game was one thing, but there was, there was four red cards. Jeez. There were sure. four red cards in this game. Um, and, and, he, and I'm going to list them off. So, uh, Pedro, Pedro Hernandez in the five, in the fifth minute mark, he straight red. So this was the only straight red card in this game. Um, obviously, because there was only five minutes into this game and there was already a red card. So, and then in the 74th minute, Santiago Colombado of Leon also receives his second yellow, which instantly becomes a red card in the 74th minute. So, Leon was down to nine people, nine players on the field. Sheesh. But don't worry, Pablo decided to be fair. So, Pablo Parra in the 77th minute goes ahead and gets his second yellow, and he gets out of the game. And Alberto Herrera, who was a substitute, he was subbed into this game, didn't play a full match. So that tells you something. He got two yellow cards when he was, and he played like the fewest minutes of all the players that got red cards. In the 90th minute, well, the 93rd minute of the match, he got his second yellow. So it went, both teams were, were down to nine players. Damn. So it was basically a nine and B nine. Yeah, I mean, well, the, I mean, the last minutes didn't really count, I guess, but wasn't really impactful. But yeah, so Puebla ends up winning the game one to nothing. But it's just, I just thought it was funny seeing all the, all these red cards that happen because I've I've seen games where both teams get a red card each, but I've never seen it where 
you know, to like where you're down to nine players. So it's a, it was, it was interesting. And so I found it very funny. <laughs> all right. All right. The things you see at League of Mechies, man. This is, this is why we tell you how to watch League of Mechies. Yep. All right. Our players of the week. Who's your player of the week? All right. So my player of the week is actually in going against the EPL, but be surprised. It is CR7 Cristiano Ronaldo who scored a hat trick in the Manchester United's 3 2 win against Norway. So he scored all three goals. Mind you, I mean, the all three goals were not like how Ronaldo used to be back in Manchester United where he was like the playmaker doing rocket shots from the outside. But one was a free kick. The other one was a header. And the other one was just, you know, a small pass. And he just, he was just having to be right there and he just chopped it right in. So it was, um, I mean, it was a, your typical Cristiano Ronaldo kind of kind of deal that he's been doing. Uh, in the recent years, but I mean, he's, he, I mean, hat trick. And I mean, this whole talk of him, you know, like not being part of the team because of a fan tag. Um, so yeah, like it's just, I, I feel like he is, he deserves his player of the week because damn, like to pull out a hat trick, basically scoring the only goals and to make sure that you get the victory, like, you got to give it to the guy. Um, so yep. That is my player of the week. Hector, who is your player of the week? My player of the week is Sadio Mane. He scored two goals in Liverpool's 3-2 win against Manchester City, eliminating them from the FA Cup. Okay, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing for me. No, I mean, I was just like, I mean, hey, you know, it's uh, Liverpool versus Man City, and Truthfully speaking, like out of out of these two, uh, it's just it's always it's always hard to choose like, who's going to win, like, who's going to have the upper hand. Because like you said it previously, you know, it's a uh, Liverpool, Man City, it's you know, Klopp versus Guardiola. So yeah, it's it's a it's a tough one. But yeah, I mean. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Congratulations, what? Cristiano Ronaldo and Sadio Mane for being our players of the week. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, obviously, the weekend's here. So, here's some games that you should be looking forward to this coming weekend. Um, in the MLS, we got the Texas Derby, FC Dallas taking on the Houston Dynamo. All of these teams are actually in the upper part of the Western Conference, which is crazy to believe. But they are, so... The, you know, Texas Derby. Make sure you take mm-hmm. that out. Enter Miami, who actually looks better without Gonzalo Higuain up front. Um, <laughs> is taking on Atlanta United. Oh, nice. So, go ahead and check out those. They actually been winning since <laughs> Gonzalo Higuain was benched. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That happened. In Liga MX, we have Tigres versus America. This is the Piojo revenge game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And on the other side, the team that Edward said looked like they could definitely make the playoffs this time around, Pachuca, taking on Monterrey. All right, all right. 
In League One, we have PSG taking on RC Lens. And Sadi Reim taking on Martial. Mm-hmm. In Serie A, we have Inter Milan taking on Roma. Okay. And Lazio versus AC Milan. Mm-hmm. In the Bundesliga, we have the singing bet. Oh. Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund, which will be Saturday, uh, 11.30 Central Time. And the reason why I'm being specific about the date and time is because this game will be viewed on ABC. So it is is for the public to see. So no one has any excuses. You can watch this game. You know, is Turklassik, Turklasso, whatever they say in in German. Um, Yeah. The classer or whatever. Well, anyways, it's the it's the it's the big rivalry. You know, Bayern Munich versus Borussia uh, Dortmund. Obviously, I'm the Bayern Munich guy. Edward, Edward and Spencer both go for Borussia Dortmund. So this is a big chance for Edward to get jump jump up top for some for some singing bed points. But if not, you know, we all know who's going to win this game. Just saying. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're not going to let another team in yellow. You know, Bayern Munich's not going to let another team in yellow uh, beat them this time. Oh. And we'll the, other game, we'll the other game is RB Leipzig taking on Union Berlin, who looks actually pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. And your Don just hit a home run. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in La Liga, we have Raul Betis versus Valencia for the 2021-22 Copa del Rey final. All right. Which is it's just interesting. You, ne- you know, two teams you don't normally see. Yeah, pretty much. And Barcelona taking on Rayo Vallecano. Oh, I swear, just like the Cadiz game. I'm just, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Man, I don't know what's going on. In you know, to be honest, the Rayo Vallecano's kind of fallen down since since uh, you know Falcao hasn't been scoring. I think he's been out for a while. I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Okay. Just. All right. In the Premier League, we have another singing bed. <laughs> Damn. Arsenal taking on Manchester United. <laughs> oh. <laughs> honestly, I'm not. I'm not too excited for it, to be honest with you. So. Look, Arsenal I just needs, Arsenal desperately needs points. Like I don't, I'm not even saying a win. I'm just saying points. Like I draw, I'd be happy with right now. <laughs> Shoot, how do you think losing the know? losing the Brighton then losing to Southampton is not a good look. <laughs> as long as long as as long as uh, Cristiano Ronaldo can keep playing the way he's playing, then it will be okay. This is this is the game where I need Xhaka to be at his dirtiest. Um, <laughs> Just, you know, just do what you gotta do, man. If you get a red card, I won't be mad this time. <laughs> I'm not. I'm lying. I'm probably gonna get mad, but th- this is the time. <laughs> and and Brentford taking on Tottenham. So Eric Christian Eriksen will be seeing his former teammates in Tottenham. Christian Eriksen will see his former teammates in Tottenham. I know. So, I mean, I'm just, the thing is, the thing is, I, okay, so 
you know, okay, for example, you know how in Swiss, I have like the teams that I play with and stuff. And you know, when we play against them, it's like, I feel like, oh, okay. You know, they, they do be, to be honest, like be on, like, honestly, like you'll see, like they'll, 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 they'll take it easy on me, not on everybody else, but on me. And I think that's what's going to happen with Tottenham. I don't know if that's going to be the reason why. Maybe because he has a a, a heart monitor in him. But um, maybe that would be the, the reason behind maybe not going too hard on him. But sure. Sure, okay. We're... Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's what I think. Because, I mean, think about it. Like, uh, what was it, Who was it that they played against? Was it, it was Brentford? And then when he, he clashed with the defender... And then the defender just kind of just, oh, he got so mad that he got dropped. When he saw who he was, he was like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" He just hugged him, helped him up, and everything. And it was like, it was. I think it was like an off the off the ball kind of play, where like Christian Eriksen, like you know, he just managed to take away the ball, and then like and he just dropped him. But I, I can't remember. But I, I know you remember the, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what's gonna happen with Tottenham. Like I, I'm telling you, like. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna try to win for sure. It's just they're they're not going to go too crazy on Christian Eriksen. Like they're they know like he, he used to be their former teammate and everything. So I, I think that if anything and, and if anything, if Christian Eriksen does score, I don't think that he'll be celebrating. Like I think he'll do the respectable thing. Like the whole well, he'll walk is with it, his hands. Is up. it at Tottenham or is it at Brentford? Uh is it at? It could be, but I think either way. Okay, would okay. Let's put it this way: um, you play for Real Madrid, then you move on to I don't know a whole different team, and then you come back, but you're playing for like Sevilla or Valencia, but you're playing in Valencia and you're playing against Real Madrid and you score. Would you celebrate that? Oh, it's gonna be in Brentford. Yeah, but would you celebrate that? I mean, I'm not gonna showboat or anything like that, but I mean, I'll, you know, hug my do, teammates. Do a quick, yeah, just hug teammates. Yeah. All right. So those are the games to look forward to this weekend. Obviously, there's a ton of games that you could be watching, but this is like your little beginner's guide to games that you probably should keep an eye on for. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll wrap this show with three up, three down. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash insert name FC podcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you will also be supporting insert name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. All right, 303 down, and the topic is Disney songs. Yay. All right, so we'll start things off with Spencer as we always do, and then Edward's going to go, then I'll go. All right, at three down, one little slip, Chicken Little. Chicken Little? One little slip, Chicken Little? Yeah, I I never really saw Chicken Little. Mm. I didn't even know it was a Disney movie. It is. 
Yeah, so I never, I never saw Shake on Little. But all right. Uh, Savages by po- yeah, that, that's a good one. <laughs> Which one? Savages by Pocahontas in, in the movie Pocahontas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely a good one there, Spencer. <laughs> right. Yeah. And number one is what makes a red man red? Peter Pan. Oh, wow. He went old school. He, he just went there. He just went. You know, back when back when Disney was a different type of company. Yeah, pretty much. Right. All right. So that's Spencer's three down. There, what's your three down? All right. So my three down is actually okay. Um, number three is let's see. Um, because I already have my number one. That you already know that. <laughs> it's the three down. Okay, um, what's that song? Uh, the Scar song. You know, the the one uh, with the hyenas from Lion King? Be prepared? Is it, is it that one? When they're talking about, like, about when they're going to kill uh, Mufasa? Yeah. You don't like that? That's, I thought that song was a banger. No. Nah. I, 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 I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Yeah, be prepared. There you go. I'm assuming you knew that by heart because you have earlocks. What? Uh, so I'm assuming you knew the name of the song, but yeah, it's Be Prepared. Yeah, because I mean, Lion King was my was like I I I watched I watched Lion King back to back on like the same day. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so the my number two is actually. Um, was it? Um, I'm, I'm looking at the names. Um, okay, so Beauty and the Beast, Gaston, because he's a dick. <laughs> that's the reason why Gaston. That's the reason why he's my number two. Yeah, that's why the reason he's my number two. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's catchy and stuff. Uh, you know, you'll home it and everything. It's just he's just he's just a dick. Like he's just a dick. He's a he's an asswipe and everything and. But um, yeah, so uh, Beauty and the Beast animated picture, uh, the Gaston song. I just, uh, it just, nah, I didn't like it. Like, it is, I like, it, it was okay. It just, when I overplayed it a lot, I mean, um, it just, it just, uh, he was just a dick. I hated the character. He was just a big dick. Um, he literally was like, oh, well, I will win her heart by killing the beast and stuff like that. Yeah, no. But uh, but yeah, and then my number one, and Hector knows it already because it's overplayed. And I had to sing it. Uh, let it go in the Frozen movie. <laughs> I can't so, believe yeah. I can't believe you hate that song. Yeah, I mean, I hate it because I had to sing it. And I mean, I like I said, it was just overplayed and stuff. Just, uh, yeah, I know I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm getting dirty ass looks right now. So, but it's okay. Uh, but yeah, so those are my three. Hector, what's your bottom three? All right, at at, at number three, I am gonna grab pick a song from Frozen, and it's because it was, uh, you know, as a as a uncle to nieces, especially when Frozen came out. 
you watch Frozen a lot. And the song that is, it's Fixer Upper from the movie Frozen. So that's my number three. Uh, number two is Savages by, from the movie Pocahontas because yikes. <clears throat> and uh, number one, and I haven't even watched this movie, but it makes me not want to watch it, is uh, we don't talk about Bruno from Encanto. Oh, yeah. I've heard about I that. fucking hate this song. Oh, I haven't I, seen it. I fucking hate it. And it's mainly because I hear it everywhere. Mm. Like it, shoot that 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 dating show on on Univision that like I told you that's like kind of like my my guilty pleasure. They sing it, and I'm just like, oh my god, I hate this song. So I might not even watch Encanto because of this song, which sucks because I'm a big fan of um of uh of Manuel Lin uh Manuel Lin Miranda. I'm a big fan of his, so like, it's like I don't want to support you here. Because of this Bruno song. <laughs> Literally the reason why I, I probably won't watch Encanto is because I can't stand the Bruno song. So. Mm. Yeah. There's there's that. But yeah, so that is my, my, my three down. Going back to three up. We'll see what Spencer put. Um, at number three, Under the Sea from Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true everybody likes so, it that's that's a, yeah pretty much everybody like under the sea mm-hmm. yeah. how far I'll go in Moana okay and number one the bare necessities oh, of the jungle, jungle book. book yeah so got that yeah, he's got some honorable mentions here I'll, I'll, I'll mention that at the end but yeah so that is Spencer's three up. So, all right, all right. So here's my three up. So number three for me is uh, can't go wrong with it. It's um, uh, let's see. Uh, okay. So kind of have to go with the. I said um. I have to go with Phil Collins on this one with uh, uh, the Tarzan song. Which one? The one where he's like getting, like he's a kid and then he just grows over. He grows older. Uh, I used to have this on my soundtrack. Uh, Dad. Don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, I'm okay. Uh, 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 <laughs> Is it Son of Man? There you go. Son of yeah, Man. There you go. There you go. I was like, yeah. I mean, Two Worlds was good too, but and You'll Be in My Heart was good too. But Son of Man just got a little bit movable and stuff. Um, so that's my number three. Number two is uh, Mulan's I'll Make a Man Out of You. I bet you would. <laughs> this dude here. <laughs> This dude here, damn, got him. <laughs> yep, got him. Ha, got him. Nah, well, actually, uh-huh. Uh-huh. no, 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 wait, 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 no, 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 wait. That's it. No, 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 wait. Actually, I take it back. It's, I probably looked up the wrong one. Um, the the the, the other one, the other one. Like, uh, oh, uh, a girl worth fighting for. There you go. 
a girl worth fighting for. That's that one. That's the one I was thinking about. So now you just want to be a simp? No, like, uh, <laughs> it, it was just funny. I just did not like how how it ended. Like, you know, they walked into the, they're like, a girl worth fighting. And they um, kind of stopped. And they see the village all burnt down and everything. I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, that's not cool at all. All right, and then my number one, and I'm pretty sure you you should know this. Hopefully you do. Maybe not. Maybe, I don't know. There's so many songs. Man. Um, so Lion King's is I just can't wait to be king. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. All right. What's what's your three? All right, number three. I got "You'll Be in My Heart" from Tarzan. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is I Can Go the Distance from Hercules mm-hmm. and number one is oh man let me, let me turn, I didn't even remember the, the name oh Eye to Eye from, from the Goofy movie yeah Oh, yeah, I forgot the Goofy movie. You forgot that was a Disney movie. I can't. Yes, I did. Oh, can I change one of mine? Can I? Can I? Can I? Sure. Which one? <laughs> I'll make a man uh, out of you. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, no, I changed that one already. It was uh, a was fighting for. Um, ah, damn it. Okay. So, well, I mean, are you going to take Tarzan out? No, I can't. Uh, okay, you know what? I'll take Mulan out. I'll move Son of Man. Uh, I guess Son of Man will say three. And then uh, number two will be the Lion King song. I just, wait, can't wait, I just can't wait to be king. And number one will be the Power Line song. Okay. That one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So honorable mentions. Spencer's got You've Got a Friend in Me by, in the, from the movie Toy Story. I, yeah, I think everybody knew about that one. And uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight by Lion King. Shout out to Elson John because he made that. He did that one. That's a good one. You got any honorable mentions there, Edward? Mm, well, I guess. Honestly, um, the oh, uh, I guess Lion King uh is it, is it Elton John's song? Is that one from Liking? Or, or, Can you feel the love tonight? Yeah, that one. That one. <laughs> Literally what I just also, said. Oh, yeah. And then uh, also Hakuna Matata. You can't be Hakuna Matata. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, you gotta, uh, what was it? Uh, it's from Little Mermaid. And it's another one of those things where part part of your world uh, I can't remember that one. It's been a, a little mermaid. Yeah, it's been a long time since. Oh I've my god, Heidi, Heidi, Heidi with it was like Frozen and Little Mermaid, Frozen and Little Mermaid, and so. Yep, I remember that. And then, I will say the one the one song that I do think is like a huge banger. Oh, a whole new world. That's a pretty good one too from Atlanta, but from like Encanto. 
is a uh, is surface pressure. Uh, again, uh, I haven't seen that one. Okay, so, so it's just, it's like the the older so the older sister's the like the super jacked one. Um, so she, oh, that's right. So she does the so she she has a song and and it's like super deep and I like it. It's a it's like a nice beat. Plus, there's like a, a like a a band that does like a hardcore not like a hardcore version but like a a, a punk version of that song and I, I like I rock with it a few times too. But like I said, uh, fuck fuck we don't talk about Bruno, so. Which I'm gonna just assume. I'm, I haven't obviously. I haven't watched. I haven't watched Encanto. I'm just gonna assume that the reason why the house is falling apart is the fact that everybody kicked Bruno out. Yeah. I'm just gonna assume that that's what you find out is like was the the thing that was gonna bring bring the house back to full restoration was that you gotta bring Bruno back. Pretty I'm much. just gonna call it. Uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch Encanto to see if I'm right. <laughs> but, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so so there's that. So that is three up, three down. All right, so that's the show. I want to give a shout out to Belly Up Podcast Network. Check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com. Make sure you guys check out Belly Up TV. How are you going to be notified about Belly Up TV? Go we'll follow them on Twitter at Belly Up Media. Shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company, A&G Graphics, for the logo of Insert Name FC. We love the logo. Hey, word. Yep. I love, I love you. I love the. Spencer loves the logo. Belly Up loves the logo. We all love the logo. So if you guys need a logo done, follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. Shout out to our, our guy, our everything, Roosevelt Spencer. He is our producer and also the namesake of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award. So we love Spencer. You know, Spencer's our guy. We, we do everything for him. Um, we try to. We try to do everything for him. Um, if you guys love our beats, if you guys love our intro and outro, you guys love that, you know, Spencer makes us sound somewhat decent as singers. Um, follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. If you need to be done, well, you know, he's your guy. And once again, at that guy dope. But thanks for listening to episode 85. Catch us next week for episode 86. And hopefully if you're listening through Spotify, you got the audio right. So, so hopefully Spotify yep. fixed that. But yeah, so that is the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Catch us next week. Take care, guys.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 